At photographycourse.net, you'll be able to swap your expertise with other photographers, make light instead of wishing for it, expand your portfolio, and receive feedback from professionals, all of which will develop your artistic eye. Photographycourse.net offers an abundance of premium courses and challenges for participants at every stage of their journey, from technical settings for portrait photography, to landscape composition tricks, to how to start your own photography business, we have everything you need to start shooting confidently. You can work at a pace that suits you. Our 52-week project challenge will provide you with the educational resources, encouragement, and support that you need to take great photographs every week. You can join us at any time as our themes are evergreen. You can also start by shooting every day and learning something new with our 365 Days of Photography course. Led by an industry expert who has mentored over 10,000 students, this course will help you take your photography skills to the next level with daily, bite-sized videos. Throughout the process of learning, you'll have access to a community that will provide you with inspiration and motivation. Get encouragement from other photographers every single day. Our current limited time offer comes with a special discount code exclusive to the listeners of this podcast. Get 50% off your first year as a premium member. Claim this discount by going to photographycourse.net and entering the coupon code PODCAST. Come join photographycourse.net and capture more than just a moment. Hello everyone, my name is Taya and I'm the host of Great Big Photography World Podcast, where we interview notable photographers in the industry, give advice on a wide variety of topics, and provide tips for beginners and professionals alike. In this episode, I speak with Erika Caroline Vespolten, a Norwegian travel photographer who takes beautiful images using her smartphone camera. She and I talk about the importance of art in her life, where she finds inspiration, and much more. Please enjoy. We have an amazing community at photographycourse.net where you can meet new people, receive constructive criticism, join photography contests, and much more. In our community, you'll also find a 52-week project that will provide you with weekly educational videos and challenges to help you improve your skills on a regular basis. This is an amazing opportunity for you to not only enhance your skills, but also grow your network and have a wholesome experience as a photographer. We're so inspired by the amazing photographs that our members post every day. When you join our community, you'll be able to make new friends and share your progress with a passionate group of people. None of this would be possible without our members' support, so we're very grateful. In order to keep things running, we're offering exclusive membership plans that will give you access to every part of our community and our premium courses. Use the discount code GREATBIGPHOTOGRAPHYWORLD to get 50% off your first year as a member. Go to photographycourse.net slash join and use the code GREATBIGPHOTOGRAPHYWORLD without any spaces to claim your discount. Hi, Rika. Welcome to Great Big Photography World podcast. I'm so happy to have you here, my dear friend. We've been friends for a long time, and I'm so happy that you are a guest on this podcast. Please introduce yourself. Hi, Taya. My name is Erika. I'm Norwegian, your friend. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what else to say. You're a very amazing artist. You have so many talents and skills, and I've seen some of your artworks, and you also take photographs from time to time, especially during your travels. So I really wanted to have you here on the podcast because I'm sure you have a lot of very inspiring things to share. So thank you for taking the time to join me today. 
know. Thank you for including me. Let's start with camera equipment. I think you usually shoot using your smartphone camera, right? So is there anything else that you use? Not now. Now it's just like, you know, phone in my pocket, take photos of things whenever I go. I wish I would carry some other equipment. I have like Canon, just like this cheap, I don't want to say cheap. I have this Canon 11D that I used to photograph a lot before. And it, you know, the quality is better. <laughs> but it's yeah. like a, a habit of, you know, picking up your camera and bringing it, actually. And that's not always possible. Like with smartphones, they're always with you. They're always in your pocket. It's yes. rare that you'll go out without your smartphone. But with cameras, you have to lug them around. They can be quite heavy. It's like a new habit. I think also we have like the habit of being with your phone <laughs> all the time is so natural. It's like um, it's like as natural as carrying your keys to your house. Like we don't think about bringing our phones. But like now I think bringing a camera is like a conscious choice almost. Like you're planning to take pictures. That's very true. Yeah, for me, it's always a conscious choice. And I always complain about it in the back of my mind. I'm like, oh, I'm having to carry this heavy camera. I wish I had a lighter camera on my smartphone. <laughs> so it's a, yeah, it's definitely a habit that needs to be developed. I know. But it's so, it's it's funny though, But because if you take a good photo <laughs> when you carry your camera, you never regret it. Mm, that's true. Yeah. That's very true. Yeah, the process of forcing yourself into a new habit is not easy. Even if you love the thing that you do, if you really love photography, you just still cannot be bothered to bring your camera with you. And it's a matter of forming a habit, which takes time and is quite painful sometimes. <laughs> yes, it is. I used to be a bit embarrassed about bringing my camera. Like, you know, the whole oh, imposter syndrome that's like interwining through everything <laughs> that oh, yeah. has to do with like creativity or just like existing and I would worry that people would, would be like oh look at her she thinks she's a photographer she's carrying her camera <laughs> so funny you know I think we've never talked about this but it's definitely a big issue in many people's lives and I remember when I first got into photography I also had this imposter syndrome in the back of my mind for many years and I would go out with my camera and I would also think the same things it's so funny I would also be like people will see right through me they'll think that I don't have experience they'll think oh she's so so young I was a kid back then like 13 14 years old like, what can mm. she photos of who does she think she is and I think many people feel this way right but then in reality nobody's thinking that way right no nobody's, nobody's thinking <laughs> everyone's always thinking about themselves not in a selfish way I think it's something that I'm learning the older I get that people are very concerned about their own matters that it makes sense right they're not gonna spend hours thinking about you even if you're a celebrity yeah it's so true and also learning to navigate between the difference of imposter syndrome and the fear of being seen if that makes sense mm, yeah. like I'm doing something for myself I'm a bit nervous because you know you remember how it was when you were younger like doing something creative and it feels so 
vulnerable and raw and then you go out in public and you feel like every gaze you get it's like judgment so to navigate between like or just realizing people are curious like they look at they look at everyone like oh and they are like um there's a difference between people looking at you and people actually judging you so like every everyone who's eyes are like scanning you they're just like who what she's wearing who she's with oh next person like it's um it's not dangerous to be seen that's true but it yeah. definitely feels dangerous and people are just curious most of the time unless yeah. you're doing something weird then you shouldn't worry <laughs> about I know. Being seen but yes again this is something a lot of people can relate to especially photographers we go out there we put ourselves out there and we go around with our cameras and we worry about what people think. We worry about our own expectations and it gets a bit messy. But what I like about you is that you're active on social media, you're active on Instagram and you share your pictures sometimes. So even if they're just travel photos, casual pictures, what is your thought process when you share something online? Do you worry a lot about what people think or do you just post it like it's a diary? I think I just post it. I think... Hmm, good question. I haven't thought about this. I think I would curate my posts more before. Like, really plan a picture. I've never done the whole, uh, what do you call it, the grid? (laughs) (laughs) How the feed looks. I've never done that. I just messy, kind of, but I like it. It's like, um, what do you call it, like a... photo book no photo album Mm -hmm. yes and i it's it's a bit random but also it's it's also like intuitively i really want to share this because this is like photos from something on my life now or something i care about so it's a it's more based on a feeling that i really need and want to share this if that makes sense Yeah, that makes sense. The way that we present ourselves on social media is obviously different to how we act in our personal lives. But I think that way that we present ourselves can also be a creative outlet. Having that feed and having a grid or just having a bunch of very curated memories that you can look back on publicly. That can also be nice in my opinion. You are into different kinds of art, so we often share inspiring artworks with each other. And I really appreciate it when you do that. You Hmm. watching videos and like looking at other people's drawings and paintings. When it comes to photography, what kind of photographs inspire you the most? I have a few artists that I've uh, followed for a long time. And they make primarily like, it's very, it's a lot of like nudity. I don't know what the, but it's like fine art nudity, if that's a word. (laughs) Yeah. So it's very elegant it's very it looks like art like high art for instance uh, one of my favorite like photographers is her name is shelby diamond and she takes polaroids and i think she uses Hustelblad, but primarily she uses polaroids and it's just so it looks like stills from a movie but it's like she uses her body a lot. She uses facial expressions. She, it's uh, like uh, self-portraits. They just look so 
there's a lot of emotions in her uh, photographs. That's like, they kind of make you stop and be like, what is this? Like, how can you capture such emotions in like one snapshot? Yeah, that makes sense. It's difficult to achieve. So it's always very refreshing to come across photographs like that, especially if they're polarized. Goodness, it's even more difficult. Yes. And she has like a self-timer. So, and usually she'll go in like surroundings as like railway, like abandoned. She has a picture that like burn into my memory. <laughs> it's like a empty railway and she's lying like on the railway she'd had to like put the self-timer on and then run back and like lay out and she looks so elegant and rested that's stressful i can imagine the process of taking those photographs but then yeah, I know. it's elegant and peaceful it's really cool wow that's the word peaceful <laughs> peaceful yeah sometimes photographs look peaceful but then the process of taking them was not when you know this it makes the photo even more impressive that's true. That's true. Yeah, I guess it's like acting in a way. You have to pretend like it didn't take you a long time to plan that shoot. Yeah. Effortless. Effortless, exactly. Our online photography community is a place where you can grow your skills and learn something new every single day. If you want to join conversations like this one and connect with like-minded photographers from across the world, you're in the perfect place. We have a special discount code for our podcast listeners. We're offering 50% off your first year as an extraordinary or limitless member. Go to photographycourse.net slash join to claim your discount with the code greatbigphotographyworld. What is the definition of good art in your opinion? I think I would say my definition of good art is, I mean, it's very personal. For me, good art is something that moves me in a way that's unexpected maybe i used to not be a big fan of like art that would stir up like negative thoughts like being uncomfortable uh watching something and i'm i'm still it's not my favorite art that makes me comfortable uncomfortable i mean but i think if it makes me I think my definition of good art is something I kind of get lost in. Mm -hmm. I can stare at it and I can, I'm intrigued by it. Yeah, being intrigued is an important part of creativity, I think. And again, yeah. difficult to achieve if you want to create an intriguing work of art. Like, what do you do? I guess you have to pour your heart and soul into it. Specific people will be able to resonate with it in some ways. I know. I think like it, good art for me is also something that's interesting, something I haven't really seen before. And for me, that's also like the majority of art that's been presented and that's famous. It's also very male dominated. So in my feminist brain, <laughs> I'm also, I'm so intrigued by art from forgotten artists. That's like uh, maybe a male artist was inspired or sometimes they work together with their wives or their mistresses or their girlfriends or their sisters even. Historically speaking, very famous male artists had sisters that had the same training, 
had the same skills and i think if we like i think a lot of famous male artists have stolen from women in their lives mm. yes and this is a fact i know it's like maybe like controversial to be like every male artist has stolen but they've been inspired at least let's put it like that yeah it's really interesting i've never heard of that and mm. wouldn't it be interesting to see their inspiration like the original inspiration what yes. that person created what the sisters created it would be besides yes. how they're related yeah it would it's a, there's a great i follow them on instagram it's like i think that account is named the, the story of art without men her name is katie hessel she wrote a book also about it so it's basically the story of art without men mm -hmm. very straightforward yes <laughs> the title explains everything i know that's fascinating i've never heard of that and i wonder what the tone is in those books so, like how different is it compared to popular photography or art books. Mm. It's really interesting. Photographycourse.net is a place where you can find an abundance of photography inspiration in different forms like premium courses, articles, video tutorials, editing resources, and much more. We have a thriving community where you can meet new people, receive constructive criticism, and discover new ideas every single day. Here is a message from one of our top community members, Robert Morton. Hi, my name is Rob. I specialise in wildlife photography and landscape photography. I'm a member of photographycourse.net online community. I like the community because you get some fantastic ideas and some great feedback. So take your photography to the next level by clicking the link in the description. That's what I did and I haven't looked back. If you want to join our online community, go to photographycourse.net and enter the coupon code PODCAST to get 50% of your first year as a premium member. Yeah. I want to go back to your inspiration that you mentioned earlier, Shelby, right? Yeah. So if you could meet her and ask her one question about creating photographs, what would you ask her? Hmm. I think I would be kind of starstruck if I met her. To be honest, <laughs> I think I would maybe offer her coffee or be super weird or I would be starstruck, honestly, just the thought of it. I really respect her work and she's been, you know, following someone for quite some time. You also get like snippets of their life or struggles or travels. And you know how it is to follow someone's social media. You it's a feeling of knowing them, even though you know you don't. Mm -hmm. And you get this idea of like, oh, familiarity. This person feels familiar to me. Mm -hmm. So I think I would, I think I awkwardly would just swoon. I don't think I would be able to ask her about her work. Awkwardly swoon, I've never heard of that. <laughs> <laughs> you know those memes where I wish Find someone who looks at you the way this person looks at this person. Yes. Maybe we could create our own version. Like find someone who awkwardly swoons at you. <laughs> and your artwork. <laughs> yeah, I totally understand what you mean about those parasocial relationships. I was reading about them recently. I was like, is it 
healthy to look up to people that you don't know and to follow their lives to a certain degree. And mostly the response was positive, surprisingly, because I was like, is it unhealthy maybe? But it's like, no, maybe there are people in your life that are missing. Like maybe you don't have a sibling, maybe you don't have a certain kind of friend and you can find those connections in those people that you look up to. It doesn't necessarily fill the void, but it gives you a role model to look up to, if that makes sense. So it can be a great source of inspiration in some way. Yeah. I think you're right. And also, I actually had an encounter like this last weekend. A mutual friend at a birthday party uh, at my friend's. And we have a mutual friend that I've only been following on Instagram. They are a musician and they post a lot of like art and they go to art school. And I just like the whole thing that they're sharing I can resonate so much and I'm a big fan of them and I think also like our interaction online reflects like I'm a fan of yours and then before the birthday party they followed me back and I felt like you don't have to follow me back I'm your fan (laughs) (laughs) and then we met they were basically like it it feels so supportive and I just wanted to be like I appreciate your support and I was just like I'm a fan I don't know how to you know it made me so like of course we have a mutual friend it's it's, uh, common to talk like amongst ourselves but for me it was like oh there you are like I was meeting an old friend (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that sounds really refreshing and really nice as well. Yeah, I think I would also feel starstruck if I met some of my favorite photographers or artists. I would also awkwardly swoon. Yeah, that's for sure. Yes. We often talk about creative block and how it gets in the way and we struggle when it comes to whether it's in photography or in drawing or anything else to express ourselves without overthinking the process. And sometimes there's this visual or mental wall that gets in the way because you're just standing in your own way. You want to create something, but then you come up with excuses as to why you can't. So what advice would you give to people who overthink the creative process? I think my advice would be, it's easy to say, like, follow your gut. But that's my, like, I think my advice would be create like you did when you were 14 and like didn't give an F (laughs) like you were the creativity you felt when you just drew for hours and other people's opinion didn't matter if you can remember that feeling I don't know it's it's difficult to because I I I feel the same way (laughs) like it's like am I giving advice to myself or be brave. If it feels intimidating and uncomfortable, you're probably on the on a, doing something right. That's right. Yeah, it's difficult to sort through your emotions as an adult. I used to think when I was a child that I would be very put together as an adult. I yes. used to think she's going to be so wise at 20. I thought yes. I would be wise at 20. And then I turned 20 and I was like, no. I'm so wrong. And then the 25 as well. I also thought that everyone else, when you're like, I thought that age would mean maturity. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It does not. <laughs> I think it shines through art when people need to share it, if you understand what I mean. That's true. Yeah. If you're going through a hard time, or even if it's a happy time, and you want to share that by being creative, that mm. usually ends up being more impactful than just something you force yourself to do. Yes. It's also something so beautiful about sharing art, whether it's, so there's like a lot of, I'm going to talk about TikTok now. (laughs) There's a lot of trends on TikTok. Uh, My algorithm is filled with beautiful artsy girls. And it's like Tumblr has had its, its renaissance, but they are like reminiscing about tumblr so it's it's not as it's not tumblr it's just tumblr-esque like the memory of how the community on tumblr was and there's like a collective supportive group of girls being just like it's so beautiful to be a girl Mm -hmm. and i find that so beautiful (laughs) they're just like so supportive supporting of people who share their creativity creative not just outcomes but like this is the process of me making something and then people are like yay (laughs) yeah just celebrating one another yes sounds nice and by the way anyone who's listening who's like what in the world is tumblr it's uh, an old (laughs) website (laughs) basically like a photo blog and you could repost photographs and text and quotes and videos that you liked and created this diary of other people's content. And so TikTok is, as you said, like renaissance mm-hmm. that where people are mainly sharing videos and it's very wholesome if you like the right content and the algorithm works in your favor. Yes. That's so nice. I think, yeah, the process of appreciating life and nature and loving that is inspiring enough and if you focus on that side of things then i think it might be easier to get over yourself and to stop getting in your own way creatively yes and also like it's so like the vulnerability of sharing art of course it's it's (laughs) as someone who creates and has like a creative outlet it's you're basically wearing your emotions on your sleeves it's whether it's poems or writings or photography, it's usually like something deeply personal. And for someone to go like, oh, this is shit or this is, I don't get this. Or, And I think my advice would be people will not get your stuff. Mm. But then you're not creating for them. You're creating for yourself. And a big plus is someone else might or will recognize this and pay attention to those who pay attention to yourself how your art is feeling for you and also you'll find a community Mm. your community will find you yes someone will awkwardly swoon over your work yes exactly even if they do it secretly they might never tell you but just know that in your heart there's at least one person out there <laughs> doing that. Yes. But yeah, community is super important. And even if it's a small community, that can be enough. 
just having yeah. friends who support you. I guess you don't always need to be public about it. Like for me right now, I'm not that interested in sharing my work online. I don't know what it is. Is it my age? Is it what? What I don't even know. I've been trying to dig deep, and I haven't been able to find find an answer. But for some reason, I don't want to share anything publicly. But mm-hmm. I like doing things privately, so I'm still creating. Just nobody sees it except yeah. for my cat. <laughs> <laughs> That's good enough, no? Yeah. Yeah. I think、uh, what works for you is is good enough. Yes, I also think it's a very important thing to ask yourself what. What do you want to share?、Mm. Because the, you know how it is with the idea of social media and constantly updating or sharing. What do we want to share, really? We feel like we have to share because we already have a certain schedule.、Uh, in that case, it might not be the healthiest way、yeah. to approach it. Yeah. Yeah, and also I think social media has created this confusion, maybe about. What's art and what's content? Mm. Mm. Because th- there's a lot of great, like social media. You know, they live off of social media in a way. How they work, it's crazy. They have to take the per- perfect picture, and it has to like it's a hard job. But also, I think there's a difference between. Maybe this is. Controversial of me to say, but I think there's a there is a big difference between art and content.、Mm. Yeah, that's true. It's very true. Yeah, and those people, influencers, usually who have these full time social media jobs, they definitely put in a lot of work, and it's very different to just sharing your photos, for example, for fun. It doesn't、yes. have to be on the same level at all.、Mm. Yeah, I. In the past, followed people who posted maybe once a month, and I've met photographers on this podcast as well who have said that they will post months after they've had the shoot. They won't even look at the photographs; they just shoot because they enjoy the process. And then、oh. editing and posting—that's an afterthought. And they also enjoy that, but not immediately after the shoot. Well, that sounds like a healthy approach. Yeah, because you're not rushing to share your work with other people, which is、mm. okay if you are, but. If you're not, then maybe it's、uh, it's healthier. <laughs> yes. If you could time travel and take photographs of any person or any event, what would you photograph and why? <laughs> I mean, something that really inspires me is pictures of my favorite artists back in the day, like when they were young. Like I'm really a big fan of this、um, Finnish.、Um, Painter or illustrator, she made the Moomin characters. If you know, oh yes,、mm-hmm. her name is Tove Jansson. And there's, and she's, she was also, she's like a, a queer icon as well. And I just love seeing pictures of her as a young woman. <laughs> What she wore, like how, how her room looked like. I think I would go back in time and、uh, be like a fly on the wall of like the the desks of my favorite artists. Like what what would they their bookshelf look like?、Uh, what kind of wardrobe did they have?、Uh, where did they buy their clothes? Things like that. Like I'm so curious about how my favorite artists 
lived. And of course, when I'm thinking back, it's always in, like the pictures are always in black and white. <laughs> they look like this is like an old photo. Oh, wow. Yeah. Really unique answer. I like that. Fly on the wall photographer taking photos of the daily lives of artists that you like. Mm. That was really wholesome. I love that. <laughs> It'd be cool if we could do that. Oh my goodness. What kind of sketchbook do they use? Where do they go to buy, you know, new pencils? That's a film idea right there. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone's listening and they like to direct uh, movies or shows, feel free to take this idea. Just credit Erica. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, I have one more question for you, and that is, uh, what is the one thing you'd like to achieve in this great big photography world? I think I want to achieve taking wholesome memories. Maybe have a album for like future if I have kids one day or if I get it if I my sisters have kids and I can show them like oh this is how we used to live in the 90s and they could be like whoa you're so old you're so cool <laughs> <laughs> I think I want to achieve the same thing as I talked about with like old photos of my favorite artists like and especially with like black and white photos it makes it feel so old mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, I think I want to achieve like authentic time capsule of how time was then. Mm, That sounds really nice. Just having these candid moments of your life that you can cherish your whole life. Yes, it's not easy to do. But then when you do it and you master that, then in the future, you're going to be so happy that you did that. Yeah. I really like that answer. I'm sure you'll be able to achieve that because you're such a creative person and you love to experiment with new things. And I have no doubt that you're going to have a really thick photo album in the future full of (laughs) memories that you can cherish. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. I loved having you here. Thank you for having me. I really enjoyed speaking with Erica. She and I have been friends for a few years and it's always a pleasure to hear from her, especially when it comes to different kinds of art. And... What I learned the most from her is that it's possible to find inspiration in other forms of art, whether it's books or paintings or even drawings. And she often shares beautiful artworks with me that inspired me in my photography. So I hope that this episode inspires you to look for inspiration in different forms of art or even in areas of life that have nothing to do with art, because you never know where inspiration lies. I hope that you enjoyed listening to this episode. If you have any questions for Erica or if you just want to share some thoughts on these recent episodes, make sure to join our online photography community. There's a link to it in the description. See you next week. Our photography community wouldn't be what it is without its amazing members. We're working on many exciting projects and have lots of great perks waiting to be discovered by you. For a small monthly fee, you'll receive all kinds of perks. If you join as an extraordinary member, you'll get an ad-free experience, access to every subforum, access to our 52-week project, the ability to connect with all of our members, and more. As a Limitless member, you'll get all of the perks that I just mentioned and access to all of our premium courses and Lightroom presets. This is the perfect opportunity for anybody who wants to elevate their skills without paying thousands of dollars for courses. We're sure that you'll love being a part of our community if you're a fan of this podcast. In addition to meeting new people, you'll learn something new about photography every day, which will help you improve quickly. It's also much more fun to take photographs when you have a group of amazing photographers supporting you.
Go to photographycourse.net to find out more and to get 50% off your first year as a member. We can't wait to see you in our community. And again, just as a reminder, go to photographycourse.net slash join to claim your discount with the code GREATBIGPHOTOGRAPHYWORLD. We can't wait to see you there. There's a simple reason why photographycourse.net is the highest rated photography community in the world. It's because the people who use it made it that way. Why not join us right now? Improve your skills, get exposure, and discover an exciting new world of photography. While you're at it, claim your special discount code by going to photographycourse.net and entering the coupon code PODCAST to get 50% off your first year as a premium member.